the chapel and we're gonna get married going to the chapel and we're Welcome to Wedding Pro Radio, the show that talks all things wedding and wedding-related topics. Whether you're planning a wedding or whether you're in the wedding industry, this show will give you tips, advice, and helpful hints to make your big day everything you dreamed it would be. I'm Rich Leggett with Black Tie Events, a full-service entertainment DJ company with offices in Atlanta, Georgia, and also Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Hillis with ACH Events. Good morning, Abby. Good morning, everyone. Yes, I'm Abby. I'm with ACH Events. We are a planning company here out of Texas, and we're just really known for providing a personal experience for wedding planning. We believe that no two weddings are the same and no two people getting married are the same. So we just try to take um, our wedding planning approach from being a little bit more personal and just catering the, the planning and the scheduling to you as the client and Quite frankly, we just really love weddings and love marriage. So, uh, yeah, that's us. So I want to give Abby a shameless plug. If you need a wedding planner, she is your (laughs) go-to. So we're going to give you some information about how to contact us. But uh, hire her because you will definitely not be sorry. So there's your shameless plug, Abby. You are so welcome. (laughs) So want to do uh, some sponsor thank yous. We want to sponsor. We want to thank Big Talk Radio Del Marva for broadcasting the show. They have been amazing with us, and we so appreciate working with them. Also, our other sponsors: Black Tie Events, DJ Songlist, and ACH Events. So just so you guys know a little bit about the show, we do a rundown. Abby and I have a couple of features. We do a main topic every week. And um, other than the main topic, Abby will do celebrity wedding news. Uh, She will also do her planner tip of the day since she is a a wedding planner. And I will do a feature featuring some some of the top songs from different categories. We break down a list every week. And then I am going to do a wedding trend as well. Um, If you need to contact us, we would love your questions. We also answer questions on this show. Um, You can do it through any of our social media platforms. Or you can email us. I am Rich, R-I-C-H at WeddingProRadio.com. Abby is Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com. Also, you can contact us through any of our social media pages. And um, so, Abby, the topic today that we're going to do is creating your wedding vibe. And um, and I know you're more of an expert than that on I, than I am because you get on the front end of the planning when they're actually creating the wedding vibe and what they want to do. So tell us a little bit about the wedding vibe and uh, some of the things they can do with that. Yeah, you say that, but you know, I really think at the end of the day, once we create the vibe, you guys on the entertainment side have a huge part in making sure that vibe comes to life once we put all of the pieces together. So although we do a lot of the front end work, you're, without you guys, the wedding wouldn't really have much of a vibe. Well, I, <laughs> we wouldn't have much of a celebration. I appreciate that. And I love <laughs> when I get advice from my clients about um, you know the certain feel that they want and how they want things to run as far as the music and the music program um, throughout the uh, throughout the event. So I, I'm super excited about this topic. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things I always tell my clients like, well, when we're on one of our first calls together uh, is we need to decide what our theme is, um, and that kind of breaks down with what the colors are, ideas of florals that you like, uh, if there's certain, you know, particular aspects about the venue that you have that you really want to incorporate. Here in Austin, uh, we have a lot of different venues that have like unique walls or just like those those things that are unique just to that venue. And a lot of times 
we try to incorporate that into kind of creating the theme because those are good bare bones for to start with. So uh, we start with what we call a mood board. And at the top of the mood board, we put in all of our colors of what, what we think we want to kind of be the theme of the wedding and we start there. And then that way, when you're inquiring to rentals or you're inquiring to florals um, or florists and you're trying to kind of put all the pieces together, you have this mood board that you can share with them that has the colors so they already understand a little bit of what your theme that you're going with. And then we also pull pictures. And it's so funny because um, a lot of people are like, oh, Pinterest is so like three years ago. But really, Pinterest is still an incredible tool to help you guys plan and kind of just start getting the theme of your wedding. And, you know, I hear so many people say, well, my Pinterest board is all over the place. I have like this and this. And I'm like, right, that's what's creating your theme. So it's okay that you have, you know, a more traditional couple of pins pinned that are really traditional florals, but then you throw in some pompous grass or some boho looking uh, styled wedding inspiration. That's all okay because you're creating your own type of theme and vibe. And so I tell clients all the time, keep pinning, keep, keep looking at what you like. And if you like it, just add it. And then we'll go back and we'll make sense of it all when we make our mood board and we'll pull in different aspects of different things that you like. And then through creating that mood board, it kind of sets the stage for, okay, we know we can tell a florist, we want these colors and the flowers. We want this type of greenery. We want this, you know, we want this place to have an installation. We we want this place to make sure like this table arrangement on this type of table. And you're already kind of creating your vibe before you ever even start putting out what you're going to ask your vendors to do. And then they can fire back with ideas they have that are within your uh, kind of theme or feels or whatever you're creating for your wedding. So that mood board is a huge part to like kickstart the wedding vibe, if we want to call it that. Um, well, but Rich, mo- I want to pass. Oh, uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say pass the- mood board's a great idea. Yeah, the mood board, it starts like, that's. I, I feel like that's like the perfect starting point. But I want to pass it over to you because I feel like when we're, I have clients that they're not the most traditional clients. Um, and so they're not wanting every single thing. Like, I, I don't know. I have, feel like I have clients that are like, have to have some very specific songs for their first dances and right. mother, uh, son, father, daughter. But like, what do you do when people come to you? Like, do people talk about their vibes with you or does that really only come from planners? Like, I'm so interested to know what your perspective is on all of this. Well, you know, they, they talk about the vibes and what they'd like from the, from the music. Um, initially, we don't really get into a whole overall vibe because I think that encompasses so many things. It's not just, um, it's not just the music, it's the floral, it's the colors. Um, since we do lighting as well and do up lighting and, and mood lighting, um, that comes into that comes into play whether they you know want a fuchsia light or an amber light uh, around the room to kind of create that vibe. Um, that comes into play. A lot of times when they're doing a theme wedding, and we've talked about that, the, the mood is really important. Like if they're doing the classic um, Great Gatsby kind of style wedding, mm-hmm. they want the Frank Sinatra and the Dean Martin and the classic big band ch- uh, jazz standards music up front. That seems to help a lot with that. Um, with the with the music, sometimes and typically what we do, and what I recommend to my clients with the music is, we always try to do like a go through the decades kind of thing. So 
when uh, we, we, they pick out the cocktail dinner music that we do during cocktail dinner and then, of course, their traditional dances that they do. And then when we open the dance floor, we always try to work from the oldest music first, whether it's Motown or big band jazz or, you know, fun 70s, 80s disco stuff and to get more contemporary as the evening goes on. Mm. And I found that that works really well because the older guests are typically the first ones that leave, and we want to make sure everybody at the event has heard something that they want to dance to. So if you get some of the older stuff out of the way first, and then you can get a little more contemporary as you get closer to the bouquet and garter, and then the last uh, you know 45 minutes or hour of the reception seems to flow really well. But... You know, I've had I've had brides that want you know all Disney songs for dinner that love absolutely love going to Disney World. Maybe their honeymoons and going to Disney World, and they want all all Disney music. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just try to accommodate everything we can as far as uh, as far as the songs go, and trying to get that vibe from them. Whether they want you know a hot mix club atmosphere, or they mm-hmm. want to do more blended with a bunch of different styles of music. Um, you know, I think the, the main part where we come into the theme is more in the cocktail hour because that kind of sets the mood for the whole reception and what they're doing, whether they do more fun, upbeat stuff during the cocktail hour or more, um, more of the big band, band jazz standards or more instrumental stuff. Um, it seems to be that's, that's where that comes in. You know, you make a really good point with lighting and I, I feel like that should have been a big part of what I just talked about because lighting is a huge part of enhancing whatever theme or vibe you're creating and there's multiple different ways that lighting and i could we could probably do a whole section just on that and bring in a lighting expert but there's a lot of different really cool you know there's the string lights and um you know the twinkle lights and then the festoon lights but then there's also pin spots which shine directly on the tables um to you know showcase your your florals and the design on the tables but then there's also the uplights that you have and all of those things together make it they just makes it more warm and more inviting and more elegant but one thing with lighting that i have found makes a huge difference is whether or not you have a band or a dj when you're really trying to create that party atmosphere after dinner's done and all the to-dos are done and you're trying to really get going if you your DJ or your band doesn't have some sort of lighting system that goes along with the entertainment, it does not help create the vibe. That lighting where you get kind of that like party club atmosphere where the younger crowd typically really gets into the dancing, that lighting that goes on is a huge part of making that vibe happen. I have seen weddings that don't have any of that and they're basically dancing in the dark and it's just... It's just not the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it adds a great atmosphere. So one of the things I tell my clients um, when we're doing uplighting, first of all, the uplights that we do are kind of unique because we set a certain color that the bride wants that fits her color scheme. But then if mm-hmm. she wants us to, once the dancing starts, we not only can turn on our DJ lighting, which sets up behind us and focuses more on the dance floor itself, but we can also have the uh, uplights around the room strobe to the music and change colors and everything else so it's almost like the whole room turns into a big club and um yeah and it just works great and creates a great amount of energy on that end of things and i agree with you that the um the dance floor lighting um it plays a huge part the other thing that i i try to tell my clients and i don't know if you do this but when you open the dance floor talk to your wedding coordinator or or the banquet captain if you're at a hotel and make sure that they dim the lights down once mm. you get dancing going. There's nothing worse than trying to, you know, spending a lot of money on great lighting and a, a good light show to get the party going. 
and then the room lights are at you know 100% and you know it's not really showing up as much as it should. Yeah, that's uh, that's always something during dinner. I'm always trying to find the venue manager because a lot of times they're the ones that handle. They don't t- unless I've worked at that venue a lot and they trust me. They don't typically like me to touch their lights. Yeah. Um, but if they if they're okay with it, I mean that's one of the first things I do is I'll do them like halfway, you know, for dinner, and then if we're switching locations or even in the same location those lights need to go down, down, down. People don't like to dance when it's bright. That is just like for sure a thing that we know in the wedding industry. No, I, I agree. This is a terrible analogy, Abby, a terrible analogy, but it's kind of like the cockroach thing. If you've ever been in a in a cheesy hotel or something and, <laughs> and, you, and you turn on the lights, all the cockroaches scatter and go hide. And it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> Kind of the same thing with a dance floor. If the lights are bright, they're not going to get out there. They're going to hang back. They're going to hang back. And as soon as the lights come on, they're going to go hide because they don't want anybody to see them dancing. So it's it's that, it's super funny. That is such an awful analogy, but it's so accurate. Oh, my God, that makes me cringe. I hate cockroaches. I, but, I yeah, that's exactly, it's exactly what it's like if there's lights on. I mean, there's no one on the dance floor. Yeah. Uh, that's actually how we get the dance floor cleared at the end of the night. Yep. Turn the lights on and everybody goes off. Yep, absolutely. That's what you do when we're doing your sign-off. So um, on the colors, how do you guys decide on the colors with the bride? Does she usually have – is that on the mood board? Yeah, so the colors are – it's a funny thing because I have some clients who are like, oh, this color is really important to us because it's you know a favorite color or it represents X, Y, and Z. And then I have some clients who are like, I have no idea what I want. So I will uh, – use their Pinterest as a guide. I might throw a few different options together to say, hey, these colors are very complementary of each other. Uh, I've seen this together and it looks really good. Or I might, you know, make them get outside the box a little bit and say, hey, if you're wanting to push the envelope and do something that hasn't really been done before that we haven't really seen a ton of, like, let's do something fun and quirky and different that represents you guys, whether it's bringing in maybe some oranges, which is not a very popular wedding color. Um, some peaches or even going, you know, darker, moodier. I like to do that for the winter weddings of more of like, you know, teals and dark burgundies and blacks. I love blacks. Um, So yeah, I mean, the colors, it kind of comes from what you've already brought to the table with your Pinteresting, but then also your style. And I, I always tell people, your wedding should be a direct reflection of your style. You're having to get, you know, picture frames for the welcome tables and different decor here and there. And some people are buying candles and if they're not renting them from their florist or their rental company and all of these things, you know, you either have to sell or somehow get rid of them after your wedding. But a lot of times if you can cater it to your style and that's what you want to do with your wedding, you can reuse a lot of those things in your home because your home should is most of the time pretty similar to whatever is, you're creating for your wedding and so then they get a double purpose um and you're kind of you know reallocating money there of like decorating a home a lot of times if you're getting married uh your first home has either already been done or is about to get done and that's another step in the whole process and so i always tell clients like buy things and like make a well make your your guest book something that that will fit in your home and then it's something that either can be displayed whether it's you know a piece of wood that has welcome on it or your last name on it but do stuff that kind of is a direct reflection of your style but then also um, has a second purpose well that is great advice and ladies and gentlemen that is our topic today your wedding vibe hope that helped 
and hope uh, that answered a lot of questions. If you have any other questions that you want about it, remember, reach out to Abby and I. It's rich at WeddingProRadio.com or Abby, A-B-B-I-E, at WeddingProRadio.com. And um, we will try to get those questions on the air if we didn't cover all the topics that you wanted on your theme and your wedding vibe. We are going to take a break, and we'll be back with more Wedding Pro Radio. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio. We are so glad you were tuning in and hanging out with us and learning about all things weddings. So Abby and I have a couple of features we do. And uh, one of the ones that Abby does such a great job with to keep everybody in the know because Let's face it, celebrities get married too. It's not just the common folk, it is the celebrities that get married as well. And um, we're going to turn it over to Abby for her celebrity wedding news. All right, yes. So this week we are talking about Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. So we know they've been dating for a while now, and we are all just coming out of engagement season, so I wanted to showcase their engagement. They got engaged back in October, at the end of October, and they broke the news by both of them sharing on social media. Uh, Gwen posted a picture and the caption was just, yes, please, of her and her ring with Blake. And then Blake shared a photo that said, hey, Gwen Stefani, thanks for saving my 2020 and the rest of my life. I love you. I, I heard a yes. So oh, how they're, cool is that? I know. They're so cute. I, I love this couple. They're one of my favorites. And I've actually, um, you know, one of my favorite guilty pleasures is listening to the Bobby Bones show. And Blake actually just recently came on that show and was talking about the engagement. And it was really cute. He, I, you know, she's got kids from her previous marriage. And uh, he said that they had been quarantining kind of with a core group of like eight people that, you know, they've just kind of been with and hanging out with since March. And so he wanted to make sure that that group, core group of people was there. And um, he asked her kids for their permission, which I thought was adorable. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it's just so cute right now. I just feel like the love is strong and has been more of the focus with these like engagements and weddings, just because COVID's kind of making everyone shift and focus on the things that, that are really important in that matter. And um, I don't know, it was, he's just made it really personal. And they're saying it's not going to be a long engagement. They're ready to tie the knot quickly. And um, we'll see when that wedding happens. I don't think they've really set a date yet. And they're going to keep it small. So it sounds like they're kind of keeping it under wraps. But uh, like we say, Rich, I'm going to say it this time. 
Blake and Gwen, if you guys need a wedding planner or a DJ for your wedding or just want to have us as guests, we're here ready for you. We will be there. And guess what? If you want to reach out to us, here you go, Blake and Gwen. Rich at WeddingProRadio.com or Abby at WeddingProRadio.com. We will be there and help any way we can. And you know what? I got to give Blake Shelton kudos because, you know, doing a blended family is is a tough thing to pull off. And it seems like he's just embraced those kids like they're his own and has taken them under their wing and and, and loves them um, as much as he if he were a natural parent to them. I, you know, and we don't ever really get to see those close, intimate sides of celebrities a lot of the time, but it doesn't seem like that's typically the go-to. A lot of times it seems like, you know, they're starting their own new life together, but he's definitely, I, I agree, he's definitely done a great job of just kind of bringing them all together and, and embracing the, the crazy life of blended families, and it's really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So guys, congratulations again. Abby put the invite out there. We are there to come and either help him work or just be a guest and be a fly on the wall and observe. So send out those invites. We are ready to go. So Abby, we have a question from Carrie in Arlington, Virginia, and she wants to know, should I do a cocktail hour or not? Mmm, this is a good one. I'm going to let you start this one. Well, uh, you know, I, I have a couple of different thoughts on cocktail hours. Um, Typically, the cocktail hour in the past has served for brides and grooms to get their photos done, and they're usually 45 minutes to an hour behind the guests at getting to the reception. And that was when, uh, you know, you had your standard church wedding, and then you commuted to a reception hall somewhere else to have the wedding. So that was the purpose of the cocktail hour to, to begin with. Um, now, with uh, a lot of venues that have everything right on site, you do your ceremony and your reception there on site, um, it's kind of changed a little bit. It's kind of shortened that time frame. So I don't know in your experience, Abby, but in mine, it's never really a full hour anymore. It's more like 30, 45 minutes of uh, just some downtime while the bride and groom are getting their photos done. And, um, and then they come into the room for their announcement and their first dance. So... Um, I would say it's personal preference. You know, a lot of venues these days have a separate space where you can do the cocktail hour, which kind of gives a different vibe to it. You can go to the cocktail hour and um, you can give your entertainment a list of music that you want played that's different from what you're going to do for dinner. So you get to establish, we talked about vibes earlier, you get to establish a different vibe from cocktail hour to something else. Um, One of the styles of music that we've been using a lot lately for cocktail hour, it's called Yacht Rock. And basically it's kind of fun, mid-tempo, 70s, 80s songs. It's stuff like Hall and & Oates and the Doobie Brothers and, and bands like that. Um, there's actually a Yacht Rock radio station if you have Sirius XM. I think it's channel 311. <laughs> so you can listen to that and see and, uh, and, and get in on that. But I think the main determining factor as to whether you do a cocktail hour or not is how many of the photos you've done in advance. If you have very little photos um, and you've done a lot of your photos up front. Um, you're pretty much after you know 10 minutes of photos after the fact, ready to go right into the reception. So I, I think that plays a big, big role into it. What do you think, Abby? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is you know, your I would say your logistics have a lot to do with whether or not a cocktail hour is necessary or um, wanted. I I know 
I always recommend if we have clients getting married in one uh, venue and get having the reception in another venue that we do a cocktail hour for the flow of guests right. so that guests aren't really missing anything if they've gotten left behind or they got lost going from one venue to the the next. So a cocktail hour traditionally can serve, you know, not only for pictures because bride and groom are behind, but it gives kind of like a good flow to let guests kind of trickle in and not feel like they're missing something. Um, and the other thing is 100% depends on photos. If you've done a first look, a lot of times my cocktail hour, the, the bride and groom will join it and actually get to be a part of it instead of missing it. And they actually want that time to mingle with guests. Sometimes, and I have clients do this, where um, we actually just did this on a very large scale uh, back in October, where they wanted a rolling reception. So basically, they cut out a lot of the traditional to-dos mm -hmm. and cocktail hour kind of rolled right into dinner, food started coming out, drinks were pouring, and then eventually the band started picking up, and by the end of the night, it was a full-fledged party. And so I really think it's one, logistics, and two, personal preference. Uh, if you need that time to get pictures done or you need that time to allow guests to get to somewhere, then it makes sense. But if you feel like it's not really uh, necessary on your flow of the day, you don't have to have it. It's a traditional thing, not a necessary thing. Yeah, and I know from, from the DJ end, and I, this is an interesting point I want to hear your thoughts on. From the DJ end, when they're doing a cocktail hour, we'll usually do a speaker. It's never, hardly ever in the same room as the reception. It's usually somewhere else. It's usually outside the venue, you know, in a garden area or in another mm -hmm. room that they have available. And we'll do a separate speaker and do just a playlist for the cocktail hour of, of kind of the stuff that they want. What do, when they hire a band, what did they what did they do? Did they hire a separate musician to maybe play piano or or do something else for the cocktail hour? Um, it kind of depends. Some bands will provide a an external speaker, a satellite speaker, just for that, and do the same kind of similar setup as you. Or uh, sometimes bands like there's a couple here that we work with that they will the like their band members can break out and be, you know, solo artists or they'll do like duets or whatever. And maybe it's a guitarist and a piano or a violin and a cellist and they can play multiple instruments. So the clients can add those onto their contracts with the band. Okay, the band's gonna play their three sets with each with a 20 minute break, but they're also gonna play, uh, you know, an hour or 55 minute set, uh, just two people for the cocktail hour. So that's another option. And sometimes I have clients where that's not an option with the band. And then we hire out and contract out. Uh, if we wanted to have live music like strings or something for the ceremony, then we just add them on for another hour and have them do ceremony and cocktail hour. And then we transition to the band and the band really just serves a purpose for dinner, entertainment, and then party time. And as you're weighing cocktail hour, Carrie, um, one of the things you want to weigh is it's, it's an added cost. It is an added cost. So whether you're doing a breakout speaker or a separate performer or something that's an extra hour of time that you're mm -hmm. going to have to pay for that vendor. So just, mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. It's usually not a lot. It's usually a, a minor cost, but there is a cost associated with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You just, I, I think it's no, no two of my timelines. Like I don't use the same timeline for any two weddings. There are always discrepancies between each wedding's timeline. So I think you just have to look at it like what it, how does it fit into yours? What are the logistics and the ways that that night is flowing and decide if it makes sense or not. And if you feel like you need that time to be utilized while you guys do something else or sometimes it's utilized for the bride and groom to do sunset photos, 
uh, then it makes sense to, you know, throw a 30, 45 minute cocktail hour in there. So it just kind of depends. Absolutely. Well, Carrie in Arlington, Virginia, we hope that answered your question. Again, if you want to get questions um, to us so we can answer them on the air for you, uh, just go to any of our social media platforms. You can go to our webpage, WeddingProRadio.com. You can also email us, rich at WeddingProRadio.com or Abby at WeddingProRadio.com. And Abby, we've come to my part where we're doing wedding trends, and I was going to talk about uh, one of the newest trends is called a welcome box. So if any of you are familiar with um, big celebrity events like the Academy Awards or the Grammys or anything like that, they do what's called a swag bag. And they just put all kinds of cool stuff in there for the celebrities. Typically, the celebrities probably don't need them, but they, you know, they, they put all kinds of cool stuff in there. So now with, uh, with COVID weddings breaking down numbers where people can't have nearly as much stuff, they're wanting to um, thank the guests um, for coming because, you know, let's face it, um, it's sometimes scary going to an event like this. And the fact that you go out and, and give your love and support to a bride and groom um, you know, they feel like they deserve a little something for that. So they are doing what's called a welcome box. And you can do anything you want with a welcome box. It's basically a box and you put some of your favorite items and mementos that you want them to have. I know with COVID weddings, a lot of the stuff are personalized masks with the bride and groom's names on them and a personal hand sanitizer. Um, I've also seen CDs where they put some of their favorite songs on there um, and give those to the guests. But it's basically just kind of a gift box for all the guests in appreciation of them coming out and um, braving COVID-19 wedding. And I think it's a trend. It's, it's such a cool idea. I think it's a trend that's going to continue well past uh, when we when we get through the COVID situation. Yeah, I love this idea. We, we've had a few clients, like we've actually added to our inventory of rental items a, uh, I don't, I've been calling it the wedding tree, but it's basically this thing that can hang a bunch of bags on it for this exact idea of a swag bag. And I even had one client, she made her own small candles of her favorite scents, which I'm like, you go girl, that is incredible that you have time one and two can personalize it that way. But she wanted her guests to have that in the swag bag um, and to have it to when they burned, burned the candle after the wedding to like, remember the wedding. And I mean, there are a million ideas out there that haven't even been done yet that make for great ideas to throwing it in the swag bag. And of course, it's a great way to keep, uh, you know, people's hands clean and make sure that if anyone didn't show up with the mask or doesn't have a good one, that there's a mask in the swag bag. And also, who doesn't like getting a baggie of goodies when they go anywhere? I think it's just a great idea. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I saw recently, we uh, did a wedding and the bride was from Vermont. And she did little mini maple leaf shaped bottles with maple syrup in them and gave them to all. So, you know, you can incorporate your hometown or if you're, if you're getting married in a different city from where, uh, where you were born or where you were raised, you can incorporate some of that stuff too. Uh, this French toast lover loves that idea. That is such a cute idea. I yeah. love that. Yeah, it was really, it was really, really neat. So, so um, that is the trend, the, uh, the welcome box or swag bag that you can give to your guests. So wedding trend coming up this year. So you guys think about that and maybe um, it'll add a cute little, uh, cute little new wrinkle to your wedding and, and your reception that you were doing. We are going to take a break on Wedding Pro Radio and we'll be right back right after these words. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. 
With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Wedding Pro Radio. We are so glad you tuned in and are hanging out with us. We are hoping that the advice we're giving and the funny stories that we're telling, because Abby and I have a million of those, um, that you are enjoying and tell your friends to tune into Wedding Pro Radio. It runs live every Saturday on Big Talk Delmarva at noon, and then is available on all your social media platforms. Um, there are links where you can get it on podcast, and it's going to be on Apple, Spotify. Abby's the podcast expert, not me, so um, she can probably tell us where it's available on podcast, or, or we'll post it up on our social media pages for you guys to check out. Um, so we're moving on to our planner tip of the week, which Abby is doing. And Abby, you had mentioned this to me and I had never even thought about it, but it's creating a timeline for your makeup artist that is uh, handling the makeup for the bride and then all the bridesmaids and keeping that on track because you said it, it, it sometimes can get way out of whack. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, this is something that... I just don't think that anyone really gives a ton of attention to until the last minute, which sometimes understandable, but it's something that can drastically affect whether the rest of the day is on time or not. And, you know, the timeline is always there as a guide, but the one thing that I always try to be as close to on time on as possible for the wedding day is the actual ceremony start time. So in order to achieve that, we need to make sure that all of the items that that are to, the to-do items that are leading up to the ceremony start time are all kind of moving in on time and, and moving well so that no one really gets that far behind. And one of those strongest, uh, just makes the biggest impact on the schedule is the hair and makeup timeline. And the reason is, is because you're, you know, depending on how big your bridal party is and how many of the people in your wedding are getting hair and makeup services done, but it can be, hours upon hours of service time. So the way that I like to tell my clients to kind of get an idea for how long it's going to take is you estimate anywhere between 35 and 45 minutes per service. If you're the bride, I recommend doing closer to an hour to give your artist enough time to fix anything that you want changed. So between 35 minutes to an hour for each service. So that's just for hair and then another 35 minutes to 45 minutes or an hour if you're the bride for makeup. So let's say that if it's just the bride getting ready, we need to budget two hours of the timeline just for the bride to get ready. Now let's throw in two bridesmaids, both the groom's mom, the bride's mom, um, and then you know maybe hair for a flower girl. And now you're looking at over, 
I, I think if I did the quick math, it's like over like 200 or 300 hour or minutes worth of hair and makeup. And then we've got to break that down and say, okay, do we have a hair artist and a makeup artist coming? And how long is that going to take? Who's what order is everyone going in? You know, um, who's going to be there on time first? Who's someone that maybe doesn't a good morning person? So we want to put them later in the lineup. And then when you have wedding parties that are, you know, I, I had one um, just a couple weeks ago where there was 11 bridesmaids and 11 groomsmen. Holy and yeah, so you're looking at 11 bridesmaids. If every single one of them both got hair and makeup, you're looking at 22 services alone without adding in the bride or the mothers. So that alone can just, I mean, that can take up to six hours if you don't have someone telling you, hey, right now with a, however many people you have, it's gonna, we need six hours. Well, typically you don't have that much time in the rental of your venue to get ready. So what I recommend is then you reach out to your hair and makeup artist and say, hey, how many people are going to be coming to help us get ready? We only have this three or four hour time slot can we add on more artists in order to accommodate a smaller time slot so that we can work faster? So then it, with a party that big, I would recommend four, five, six art, makeup artists and hair artists coming in so that each artist only has to deal with four or five people rather than um, one or two artists having to do 23 or 25 people or services within a longer time span. So people don't really think about this whole dynamic and how much it affects the rest of the day. And so we typically get down to the nitty gritty planning and we're trying to confirm how many actual services are being done. Cause some bridesmaids are like, oh, I can do my makeup really well or I can do my hair really well by myself. So they're not paying for it. So we figure out what that exact number is and legitimately make a timeline with timeframes of notes. So that way people know what order they're going in, when they're up next. And if we're starting to fall behind, we have a really good gauge at how far behind we are to know where we need to switch up any sort of pictures that are happening before ceremony or any other to do's like first looks or whatever. And we can, I can help with the um, documentary team, like the photographer and the videographer and making sure that they know how to adjust to accommodate anything that we're going to be late with. So um, kind of long winded, but that is my tip for creating um, a hair and makeup timeline to make sure that it starts the day off on a really strong schedule. And that's a, that's an amazing tip. So let me ask you a quick question, Abby. When, um, because obviously sometimes the venue is not going to let you in there for six hours to do hair and makeup. I mean, you usually get an hour, sometimes two in advance to, to start mm -hmm. prepping before the event itself. Do you try to move that to a hotel or um, if, if they're staying at a hotel or do you the bride's home or the salon or, or what are the typical options for that? Great question. I would say that, you know, if you're already at a hotel and you're staying there, Try to see if you can get a suite and let that suite be where the girls get ready and the uh, for the beginning of the day. Sure. And then maybe that gets cleaned up and by the um, end of the wedding, that's where the bride and groom stay. So you kind of get a double use out of a bigger room. Uh, the other option would be to get an Airbnb. I know uh, we have great Airbnb options in Austin. We have some. They've you know these owners have had a lot of fun decorating them and making them really cute and picture worthy, which. If you're someone who is documenting the getting ready part, uh, your your background around you will help or make or break the pictures. And so, uh, we we've I've helped my clients find some awesome Airbnbs that have uh, where a lot of the bridal party can stay at the end of the night, but we also use it to get ready. And so it kind of just depends on what your options are. Most of the time, if we don't have enough time at the venue. 
will either add venue hours, add hair and makeup artists, or use an alternative offsite plan. That's perfect. That's great advice. And that is a great tip. You know, it's something when you and I do our, our pre-production on show stuff, it's something that a lot of people don't think about. So that is great advice and, and something that will give them something to think about when they're planning and help them uh, make their day and their schedule a little bit tighter so nobody's running late and nobody's stressing about any of that. So good job, Abby. So we are going to move on to our another question. We have a question from Ashley in Ocean City, Maryland. And Abby, Ashley is asking, she doesn't want a cake. She wants to know what are some of her other dessert options. And I'll start off if it's all right. My favorite, because I'm a donut guy, is the donut cake or the donut display. Um, I've seen it done as not only a cake where they stack the donuts, and I think Krispy Kreme uh, does a good job with that, but I've also seen a board where they have pegs coming off, almost a peg board, and they have like six or seven inch pegs, and they do the different flavors on each peg, and you can come up and help yourself to that. And needless to say, at the end of the night, when they still had 40 donuts left, I had my big bag that I was filling, <laughs> filling up for my way home to feed the family the next day on a, a smorgasbord of donuts. What, what kind of stuff have you seen? Well, I have to tell you, so, and I don't even know if you've heard of Round Rock Donuts, but I actually live in a town called Round Rock, and we have these donuts that are world famous, that we've been on the Travel Channel, on a lot of the food, you know, network the, the shows that go to all different cities to try different things. And we they're like orange donuts. If you haven't ever seen them, y'all should look them up. But we see tons of donut walls and donut displays or mixing in cake with donuts on a tiered setup uh, because people love when they get married in this area to bring in Round Rock Donuts because they're world famous. So, yes, I absolutely love that idea for a cake alternative. Yeah, and um, I've seen chocolate fountains as well. Have you seen the, the fondue ooh. fountains? Yes, and that is, I'm so big on bringing in experiences into weddings. I love that idea because then guests, you can provide different items to dip into the fountain. I love that idea. Um, another one, I had a client who, they're the, very similar, didn't like cake, and the groom loved cheesecake. So we did little banana boats and added cheesecake bites on the top. There were like little mini cheesecake bites, and it was, I mean, there was nothing left at the end of the night oh, that was so a cool. total, like, guest favorite uh so really i would say rich the options are endless if you want to do a cake because you can bring in ice cream you can have like an experience of having an ice cream bar where they make sundaes uh you could do I, we have a, a vendor that does churros here and you can add different toppings to your churros so i mean i don't what other ideas have you seen well we have um something that's famous so i need to get donuts from you and i need to get um th these things uh, um out to you we have a, something called king of pops and it, they're popsicles and Ooh. they bring an actual popsicle old style popsicle vendor cart and uh set it up and people get and they have the most amazing um unique flavors and um, so I've seen King of Pops come out. Uh, so King of Pops, that's a plug for you if I want a free Popsicle. Um, <laughs> and that's what they do here. But I'm sure there's similar uh, types of Popsicle places in every major city that does it. Especially great for a summer wedding or a wedding where it's a little hotter outside. And, uh, you know, you want something to cool you off a little bit. So um, I think those are all great ideas. And Ashley, we hope that answers your question. And we hope you find a good solution to that. Um, since you're not wanting to do a wedding cake. So transitioning into that, 
Um, DJ Songlist sponsors a top uh, songs list every week. And just so you'll know, DJ Songlist is a music planning app that you can use to help you plan out your ceremony music, your reception music, and just do a general playlist right on the app itself. It's available on the Apple App Store. You can download it. And then you just DJ your, uh, or, or you just um, send your list via email right through the app. And this week, tying into uh, the question from Ashley, we are going to do cake cutting songs. So, Abby, are you ready for the countdown? I am so ready. I am so excited for these. So, and just so everybody knows, this is not me picking these. I throw this out to the DJ community. I, I'm, I'm plugged into a, over 14,000. DJs uh, worldwide. I throw it up on our, our message boards. They give me feedback and then also from the tabulations that we've done through uh, DJ Songlist. So coming in, Abby, we're going to count down. Uh, we do the top five. And so what I'm going to do is tell you the, the honorable mentions. So at number 10, we had Marry You by Bruno Mars. Always a great option. Love that song. Absolutely. And there's a kind of a common theme here. It's either Mention sugar or mention something sweet or something else <laughs> that goes on. Number nine, Sweetest Thing by U2. Oh, I don't know that I would have picked that one. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that came in at number nine. Number uh, number eight, Love You Madly by The Band Cake, which kind of fits, I guess, with the name of the band. So that was the, the one that came in at number eight. All right, I like the wittiness. That's good. And then um, a classic from the 70s, Cut the Cake by the Average White Man, came in at number seven. I have never heard that song. I'm going to have to go listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, and then at number six, we have Cake by Flowrider. <laughs> nice. So you see there's a theme going on here. Yeah, yeah. And at number five, Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. I love this song. Oh my gosh, that one's definitely a classic and so fun. It and is. it's even more fun when the writing room smashed the cake to the song to the face. It is a lot of fun. Coming in at number four, Cake by the Ocean by DNCE. Mm-hmm. Which yep. is basically the Jonas Brothers without one of the Jonas Brothers. So this yep. is a great song. I use this one quite a bit. Um, coming in at number three, How Sweet It Is by James Taylor. I was wondering if that one was going to make the list, but I love that one. Yeah, you know, and that's usually my go-to, so I was surprised that it was it was number three. Um, coming in at number two, Sugar by Maroon 5. Always a classic good choice. It is a good choice, and i got a good story about Maroon 5 that I'll tell on one of these episodes where I actually had a couple <laughs> members from Maroon 5 at my wedding reception. So. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty neat. And then the number one cake-cutting song... Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Oh, I don't know that I know that song. Yeah, it's the old 60s from the uh, from the oh, TV that, show. Yes. Oh, yep. honey, honey. Yes. yes. You are my candy. <laughs> Let's sing it a little bit, Abby. So anyway, those are the top uh, cake-cutting songs. We did the countdown for 10 and played the top five for you. So um, we are going to take a break and come right back and um, wrap up the show and prepare you for next week's show. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. 
In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio. We appreciate you guys being here. So, Abby, we had a lot of good content this week. I was really, really impressed with uh, with some of the tips. Your planner tip of the week was amazing. So excited to hear about uh, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. I absolutely love both those guys. And um, I thought it was great. Uh, absolutely. And loved going through cake cutting songs. I'm going to have to add to my repertoire of the different ones that I suggest to clients because there was someone there I hadn't heard. Yeah, there's there's some great ones and there's a wide variety. It kind of depends. I know with like Pour Some Sugar On Me, that's usually if you have folks that are a little more rock oriented and, and, and like the rock music. Also, uh, Love You Madly by The Band Cake. Um, those are two more rock oriented. And sometimes you have couples that, that want want to mix rock and roll music into their repertoire of things that are going on. So those fit right in with the cake cutting song. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Rich, uh, what are we going to talk about next week? So we're going to talk about looking for venues. You know, that, that's one of the first things after you hire your planner, like Abby, at ACH Events. <laughs> That is one of the first things you should do, um, in my opinion, is try to lock down the venue. Because once you have that and the date, that's when you start doing that. So Abby has some great advice on that. She's usually good at the front end of that. I've worked probably a thousand different wedding venues, so I'm going to chime in on that a little bit as well. And we're hopefully going to give you some great ideas that will make it a lot easier for you to pick your venue. Yeah, and just also maybe give you a list of questions to make sure that you ask as you're going through the venue search process and things to look for, questions to ask each venue manager while you're on tour and, um, you know, just kind of give you some tips to make you feel confident in your choice. Absolutely. We also want to thank our sponsors, Big Talk Radio Del Marva. Now, keep in mind, folks, this is a weekly show, so every week at 12 noon, you can tune in. We will have links where you can listen if you're not in the uh Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C. area. You can listen online streaming, and we're going to put those links up on our pages so you can tune in and check in every week. Tell your friends. If, look, I, my recommendation is get a group of bridesmaids together on a Saturday and open a bottle of wine and listen to the show. I think that would be Love a great that day. idea. Yeah, then they can talk about ideas and see what they're going to do with it and uh, go from there. So kudos to uh, Big Talk Radio Delmarva Network for having the show. Also, my company, Black Tie Events, is a sponsor of the show. So if you're ever in need of DJ entertainment, we have offices in Atlanta, Georgia, and also Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Pretty much do a wedding anywhere you need a wedding. So just uh, check that out. And um, Abby's company, ACH Events. So Abby, tell them about your company. Yeah, so we will go all over. We're obviously based here in Austin, Texas, but we uh, have done weddings all over, and we also do destinations. So if you're interested in getting out of town and going somewhere else, we would love to help you. 
And uh, Rich, you don't want to forget DJ Songless. That is that is the best best helper when it comes to uh, picking out your music, guys, for your wedding. Yeah, thank you for reminding me about that, Abby. DJ Songlist is a full-service planning app. It is the only app out there that is designed for brides to help them plan their, their music for their wedding. The cool thing about DJ Songlist is it has a ceremony section, and the ceremony section is actually broken down into... The ceremony songs for each part so it has a section that that recommends mothers and grandmothers walking down the aisle and when the wedding party walks down the aisle and when the bride walks down the aisle it, it also has a section for wedding specialty songs and um, with the wedding specialty songs it has recommendations for first dance cake cutting like we just talked about um, also has a section that um, that lets you go in and look at last dance songs um, Bouquet and Garter songs, so they have those two separate sections, and then you can just make a general playlist in the app itself. And the neat thing about it is, when you're ready to to send the list off to your DJ, all you do is log in. It will say View List. You click over and then click Send. Type in the email address, and boom, it is gone and gone to your DJ. And the other cool thing about it is, in addition to sending it to your DJ, you can also send it to um, your bridesmaids or or anybody else that you want to check the list. Love it. Love DJ song list, you guys. Y'all definitely need to get that as, as a helper to your planning of your wedding. Yeah, absolutely. And we are so glad to have them as a sponsor. So if you want to get a question in, Abby and I love answering all your questions and try to give you the best advice we can. Um, go to any of our social media platforms and um, you can... Um, submit a question that way you can also go to our website which is weddingproradio.com and submit a question um, through us there or you can email Abby and I directly um, Abby is Abby A-B-B-I-E at weddingproradio.com I am Rich R-I-C-H at weddingproradio.com and send us the questions guys because we want to get in as many as we can we try to do at least two or three a day in addition to our regular features and, you know, one of the things I'm excited about, Abby, is we're going to start having some guests in as well. Um, I am working on lining some of those up, and Abby's working on lining some up. So tune in because we're going to have some great guests that will give you um, a lot of in-depth detail on topics like photo booths or if you're planning a destination wedding or if you're attending a bridal show or all kinds of cool stuff coming up. Yes, I'm so excited to bring the guests on, you guys. Y'all stay tuned. Stay tuned, tune in, remember every Saturday at noon on Big Talk Radio Del Marva, and then after that on all social media platforms. So Abby, great talking to you again, and I look forward to next week when we have more Wedding Pro Radio. Bye y'all, have a good week. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy to use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be.